This is the American Artson Podcast, where our goal is to spark creativity. Whether you're a musician, an artist, a writer, or an entrepreneur, we're here to provide you with tools, tips, and insight from professionals and creatives that you can use to inform and inspire your own journey. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the American Arson Podcast, and we have got a good one for you guys today. Yes, we have Aaron and Shane uh, from Everything in Slow Motion. Uh, they just dropped their most recent album, full-length album, Influence, uh, not too long ago, depending on when you guys are hearing this episode, uh, when it releases. Um, and we chat about the album, tell some funny <laughs> tour stories about getting crushed by a drum rack <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and several other things. And just part of all of our journeys musically. Um, it's really rad. Yeah, I think uh, there's something that everybody uh, in any creative field can kind of take away from this about the creative process and just kind of fighting through and, and sometimes suffering for the art that you're making. So um, yeah, without further ado, let's jump into it. Good to, good to see you guys, though. It's been a long time. Good to see you. The, the last time we saw each other was, I think, the last time either of us played, any of us played a show. That's true. Yeah. Pre-COVID. Yeah. Jeez. Are we rolling now? Which, yeah, we're official? rolling. Yeah. yeah. Might as well, oh, might as well talk can, about it. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys were more than gracious to us after our fiasco that night. Well, that was... brings me to my first order of business, then. <laughs> So oh, here we go. <laughs> I, I I said it. I said it at the show. Yeah. And I said it the next day at the uh the little like face you did. family get together. I don't understand this pedal board business you got going on. <laughs> I, it's so it. I, I just I'm wondering like what is Plan B? I uh, actually since that show I have I have like extremely. Um, simplified and streamlined the whole thing but you're not now you're like now you're like um blowing this whole thing because i was i was planning to do i did a uh, like a pedal board rundown video last spring um with my old setup and uh -huh. i was planning to do another one and it would just be a huge surprise to people that i've like totally changed everything up and integrated some midi switching and all that and now you just gave it away um because the biggest surprise though the bigger surprise is when none of it works. Yeah, uh, that was that was the first. We so we had a guy on from uh, California, who who plays in bands out there, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I could have told you chain reaction that something with the power, something strange with the power was going to happen." That he the was the thing? guy on stage, and he came up and he goes, he came back to my drum kit when he was trying to help us out with that on stage, and he was like, "Yeah, I could, th this happens all the time." I'm like, "You, you couldn't give us a heads up." Yeah. You, or we you watched me cart this in yeah. via U-Haul truck. <laughs> right. You watched me put it on the stage. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't say it. You didn't think for a second, this guy's gonna have the worst night ever. Right. Yeah. Well, we just decided that the that the 
uh, plan from now on is just to rent a generator from Home Depot and run my pedalboard directly to that. <laughs> Stick it out front. Yeah. I would love nothing more than just like, just like start it up. No, all right. On, on stage. Yeah. The boys are about we to have yeah. We have to work that into our intro. Well, somehow. you know, like you know, bands have, modulated. Band, yeah, bands have those, uh, you know, those little um, instrumental like backing track things that go in between songs so they can tune without people getting bored and they don't have to talk uh -huh. a lot. And ours will just be just, <laughs> a roaring generator i think even i, I even better I, I thought you were going to say you know how bands have like those ego risers that that they carry around with them and <laughs> yeah. they've got an extra eight thousand pounds in their trailers yes right? yes instead your ego risers are these generators. honda generators yes you guys could really do something here, yeah and know? honestly people will all be like yeah. in an altered state of mind thinking that we're way better than we are because the carbon monoxide will just start seeping into their <laughs> brains <laughs> no it, honestly that you guys made me so scared at that show because after all that i and you kept talking about the the, the power and the floor and I kept like looking at these outlets, like, well, whoa, I'm not gonna plug into that one. I'm not gonna <laughs> plug into that one because that one looks just as bad. Oh. And oh man, that was wild though. But what I got lost in all of that <sighs> is my in ears went out too. We lost everything. Dude, you guys, <laughs> you guys, I mean, you made it happen for the time that you were playing. It sounded great, uh, but it was just kind of like, <laughs> I, I. It's funny, right when that happened, Jeremiah from My Epic. I was standing next to Jeremiah from My Epic in the back, and I don't remember how it all came about, but it was definitely the very first time you guys, like the very first time that your stuff cut out and yeah. things started. Going oh, you south. mean like forty-five seconds into the show? The very first <laughs> exactly. Time yep, yep, okay. yep. And I feel like. <laughs> Okay, we do have to comb over this moment because, <laughs> well, first of all, we don't have very many memories together, but this is a good one. So, um, but anyways, I was talking to Jeremiah about it. I was like, oh, dude, you know, dang, like what a bummer. Like, cause it's, it's, it's the thing you don't want to happen ever for any band ever, right? Yeah. And I, I also can relate to just like, it seems like the, like, I remember the first time we played Face Down Fest and it was like the first time we're in front of all the other bands. We're yep. in front of Jason and Virginia. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, you know, this is this is gonna be. We feel like it just felt like we had to go out there and prove something. Yeah. And I yeah. just feel like every Face Down Fest every year after that, including that year, was just like constant failure. <sighs> like it was just every Face Down Fest. It's like, and eventually I got to the point where it's like year five, and I'm like, well, this is gonna be a shit show, so let's just get it over with. <laughs> and so, but I can relate to that kind of like that. I feel like, you know, I don't know if you guys had that, but there's definitely that a little bit of that pressure, especially I think being the first band of the night too. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. always like a tough go. Like you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean that, and we had only played, like you said, we had only played in with, comrades before at yeah. that point or no we once with dens uh, once with dens and dens, once with comrades yeah. or a couple times yeah, with comrades and so those were only really the only like you said the only yeah. people we had been in front of that we knew on a personal level yeah. too we had played with comrades a couple times and and stuff but like yeah it was definitely like Dude. 
I, I was just I, I I was really upset at first in my head and then I was just like Oh you guys were raging mad. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were <laughs> raging mad. Jesse, you actually looked like the calm one. Evan was the one that looked like he was gonna put his guitar through the floor. Yeah. 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 I think I mean I, I definitely have those expectations of like, you know, for the first face down fest and and we want to uh, you know, show everybody that we belong here you know we're the new guys and all that kind you, of stuff you, you took all that rage out on that floor tom you had <laughs> and i mean chad senstock got pictures of that i he mean did. didn't yeah. chuck it off the stage this i don't time. know He's if there was anything before. left of that thing when you were done with it but <laughs> you guys somebody but, got us i think i think casey the guy that came with us to video got a slow motion of me hitting it and i yeah. was like oh wow well, that was there so was I'm, some violence there i'm standing next to jeremiah right in the first like happens and it's it's just shaking the room and you know everyone's eyeballs are crossing and like jeremiah goes have you seen the pedal board up there it's got to be the pedal board (laughs) and i go what no come on man he goes no really he goes you you haven't seen it yet and i'm I'm just thinking like this can't be that crazy right he goes go up and look at it so i walk through the green room area you know i go up to the side of the stage where there's that little stairs and I peek out on the stage and I go, oh my God. <laughs> like right away, I'm like, this is like, I just got crazy anxiety looking at it. And that's why, and I think like, I think it's, I think it's rad, but I was also just like, I think that's why the next day I was, I was talking to you guys. I'm like, what's plan B? Yeah. Like, what, what happens <laughs> if one wire or one button or one thing decides it's not going to work that day? Yeah. What do you do? We've had little things like that of of one thing going out or something Usually like that. Usually it's one and, pedal or a cord or something. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, when we first started the band, uh, you know, I just didn't. There's things I didn't think about, so I've since like upgraded to like all the connectors in between and and that kind of stuff. But usually, but you know, I, you know, it's going to go wrong at the exact moment you don't want it to go. Right, like right, right. It's going to be the one show, the one place. That's where that that pedal or that wire is going to just be like, Hey, Hey, what's up, buddy? Evan. Hey, guess what? (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, if you, if you want me to actually answer the question, if it's not rhetorical, I think plan B is like getting two more bandmates probably because like being a team, being a team. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) rock and roll duo is what makes you guys unique. Right. So, okay. So either looking for another band to join, start sounding, (laughs) yeah. Change our sound to be like super minimalist two piece, like, like the white stripes or something, or uh, get a few more bandmates. Otherwise, um, or I guess the third option is streamline the pedal board a little bit, which is what I'm currently in the process of doing. Um, You could just do like, uh, You could run all your band practices where someone is just constant, like have a friend show up every time and just sabotage your pedal board randomly. Yeah. And then you have to find your way out of it. So that way, by the time anything happens, your, your, like your capability to handle pedal board bullshit is like mastery you know what i mean yes that's a, that's, that's yeah. a great idea yeah live i mean that's like those are that's like so live military fire take... drills like yeah. what's what's the, solve the problem you know you don't know what's coming there it is. take random logs out of my drum kit just whatever like, it takes start man. falling out and just well next time we play together <laughs> oh, i'll take no. care of the drums shane will take care of the pedal board yeah Oh yeah. man! In in in, in twenty twenty seven when twenty twenty seven when we can play yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> also, that is the last night I believe that Chain Reaction had live music. Oh wow! I th- I think 
Um, I'm pretty yep. sure that was the very last show to happen at Chain Reaction. Um, and hopefully, it sounds like there's an effort being made to keep them alive. But yeah, I know yeah. a few weeks ago it came out that that uh, they were really in a tough tough spot so. yeah uh i i saw that there's a few bands that are kind of spearheading that effort and and more have jumped on since then so um if you've if you've ever been to chain reaction and it's ever meant anything to you um i i guarantee you could just type save chain reaction into into google and a bunch of those would come up and there's some pretty cool t-shirts that i've seen um that are out there yeah. i think thrice has one um so yeah definitely um definitely check that out and help them out um, such a great spot right. such a great venue yeah um, yeah definitely we're we're not bitter about the 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 pedal board thing at all that was no i mean all that aside yeah. i had to <laughs> i had to bust your balls about that a little no, bit no it's fine but and as all that as... aside though you guys I, and i said it the night you guys played you guys sounded freaking awesome i mean it was well, it sounded you. great for for yeah. everything that happened you would think that like the rest of the show I felt like the rest of the show actually outweighed the problems that you guys had. And what was cool is the problems you had actually, it kind of created all this anger and rage, which made the music <laughs> that much cooler and heavier. You know what I mean? The, the best shows we've played, or at least the, the show, the couple shows that people like our friends and stuff that have been on the road with us, tell us our best shows and always bring back up are the shows where something disastrous, like there's the show where Evan's guitar got stolen right before it happened. Uh, that's not good. They're like, that's the tightest I've ever heard you guys play yeah. ever. <laughs> We're just so laser focused and pissed off. Just like, ah, like, Dang. So, I mean, maybe that's part of it. Maybe we just, maybe we need to pay someone to come along and sabotage our stuff. Like you said, <laughs> and that's called another band member. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as much as I would love to spend the rest of our time together uh, reliving all of the horrible things that have happened, like my guitar getting stolen and our pedal board uh, blowing up. It's the fun stuff to talk about. Though, right, man, right, you know? right. Um, this is what the people want. <laughs> I think that the people would be remiss. <laughs> they want to learn about our misery. Yeah, yeah, maybe. There are probably some people who really don't like us that want to learn about that. But I think most of the people would be remiss if we did not mention um, that you guys just put out a brand new album in October called An Incredible Ones. Yes. So yeah. congratulations on that. Thank you so awesome. much. You. I know it was a process. Was, yeah. I, and, and, and we wanted yes, to dive into that a, a little bit. Um, it seemed like it was something that was a, a long time in coming, obviously six years between full lengths um, with, with laid low in the middle there. Um, but can you talk about that process and when it really kind of revved up? Yeah. Uh, well, after laid low in 20, actually right at the time laid low came out is when aaron crawford joined the band my man down there in the lower right box depending on how you're looking at the screen um but uh zoom guys we're doing it um 2020 but yeah aaron this i mean you know this thing is is uh often talked about as a some sort of solo project that's how it initially started but okay. the second we started playing shows live, it it wasn't that. It mm -hmm. was like any friends I had that that uh, that I wanted to play music with were invited in, and we could go and do some of these random shows together. and And it was still primarily me doing all of the writing and recording and whatnot. 
And after that laid low EP came out in 2016 or right around the time it came out, uh, I had just moved to Kansas city and was looking for some people to join or to, to bring into this project. And Aaron Crawford is actually one of the last dudes I thought would actually do it. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't really, what's funny is I didn't know Aaron hardly at all. I just, had met him uh, a couple times previously through mutual friends, but I didn't really know. I didn't know him. Um, and I just happened to send kind of a message out on Facebook to a bunch of different friends I knew saying, Hey guys, I live in Kansas city. Now, if anyone wants to jam and I feel like no one responded <laughs> and I even hesitated putting Aaron in the group. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Cause I knew Aaron was a part of like cooler bands and bigger bands, right. especially like in the Kansas city area. So I was like, this is so embarrassing, but whatever, I'm just going to put him in there. And he happened to be the guy that responded. And uh, so I think like adding Aaron to this was a huge, like, I don't think this album would have this album wouldn't wouldn't have been a thing without him. And really it was kind of it came at the right time where I, I was really considering packing up the band and just being done. Okay. Um there was just too much stuff going on and it music kind of took a, a backseat for the first time ever in my life where there's just so much other stuff going on. Um and uh and Aaron had just kind of come in at that point. So it's like, I invite Aaron into the band and then everything just goes south. And I'm like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Um, but, what are you trying to say? Yeah, dude, it was crazy. Uh, get, get over here. But Aaron, <laughs> it, it was, line. it was kind of a thing where we, we talked about, well, we should do, we should do a record. We should do a record. And I was sitting on top of some demos and, um, and eventually, I mean, after it took a few years to kind of get to that point of like, all right, let's really, let's really do this. We think there's something here. Yeah. And, um, and we got Nate Washburn from my Epic involved to produce and, and mix and all that. Um, and I, I knew Nate, Aaron didn't know Nate. So it was kind of like this, this first, you know, run at the three of us. Yeah. Um, and that started in December, 2018. Wow. And all hell broke loose from there. Yeah. So, and, um, it was a long, 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 long process of just i mean i don't know i i've talked about this so much already aaron what do you remember because <laughs> i'm kind of curious I, honestly not to use their podcast as a test run for this oh let's go oh, but i am i'm just kind of curious exclusive <laughs> i think everyone knows what i'm gonna say you know i mean it, it's just there was so much that we went through to get to get to the album being completed mm -hmm we blew eight deadlines with Jason. Um, it just didn't feel like it was ever going to happen. And, you know, Aaron was there for every single moment of that. So I'm kind of curious I mean, to hear Aaron talk yeah. about what well, happened. I mean, there. there, there's months, there's months that you were just laying back there on my floor in front of a microphone. <laughs> that exact room right there. Yeah. yeah. That, and, and then he'd get right here and we would, we would saunter around in, in our, our dad hobby like hobby time in other words we would both be working and i'd be like okay he's like i'll be over at seven and we get you know we would you know join powers we'd eat we'd chill we'd catch up and they're like okay let's go down there and it would be hours sometimes just like laying on the floor and he's like we're, ne we're never going to get this record done and i'm like 
we're gonna get this record done, even if I have to squeeze like little sections, yeah, out of you, like like piece by piece. And I really think that it it took that to actually get you know us as a as a band to produce the right type of vibe, the right type of music, say the right thing, and like we probably went through multiple different <clears throat> versions of song, like songs with lyrics, w ways to approach. And, you know, I knew it wasn't right. He knew it wasn't right. So we would just, we'd keep working on it. And for how much time we put into the record, we're not just going to get it done. Mm -hmm. And I think Shane learned that about me pretty quick that I'm not a person of just getting something done. Like I want it to be right. I want it to say the right thing. I want it to feel right. And I think from <clears throat> day one of, you know, playing music with Shane, probably some of the first things he ever heard from me in practice was like, you're singing, right? You know, like you're going to, you're going to sing through the microphone at practice. I would never do vocals like, in practice. Oh, I, I, okay. Cause I, I hate, I, I, you know, I, I've, I learned to be a vocalist. I feel like for the first time in this record, mm -hmm. yeah, which is kind of weird to think that there's all these other records before it. And I'm happy with those performances and I'm happy with those lyrics. And I, I, I think I, I, you know, I, 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 there's nothing I look back on that. I'm just like, man, I just wasn't with it. But this record is considerably different than every other album. And it's, again, it was kind of like, I really have to, I can't just be the, I can't just like, like it's always just been like, okay, drums, guitar, bass, extra sprinkles of production. Let's just get all this music sounding super badass. Oh, and then at the last minute, I have to try and write all these lyrics and right. vocals and things to sell the song. Those were never the priority. It was always like, I hope to God I can come up with something yeah. by the time <laughs> we get to the end of recording. Right. And every record, I promised myself, though, that's not going to happen next time. That's not going to happen next time. Yeah. With this record in particular, it, I, I simply could not get away with that. And I knew that. Um, and it was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to go to Aaron's house and I'm going to start, you know, to go back. We did the drums, guitars, bass, all that stuff. Um, we spent a couple days at this surf ballroom. I was going to say, yeah, yeah at, in Clear Lake, Iowa, which is this Those pictures look incredible. Yeah. I mean, dude, unbelievable room. And to be able to spend a couple days there in that history, in that landmark and just create is such an amazing gift. Like they didn't charge us anything to be there. They were oh, super wow. nice and cool with us the whole Dang. time and just kind of let us do whatever we wanted. And what led um, you there in the first place? So uh i love buddy holly <laughs> okay um ah. yeah and have been a, a a fan of buddy holly for a long time and basically the surf ballroom is the last place that he played him and virtue valens and the big bopper mm -hmm. uh before they got in a terrible plane crash um and they were actually headed to my hometown of uh, Fargo, North Dakota to play next. Um, and uh, anyways, I, um, I'd always known the venue was there, you know, and, it, and it's not one of those creepy things where you want to go there. Cause it's the last place someone was, you know, yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not one of those things. It's just like, it's actually a museum. 
you know, like it's, it's a, when you walk in there, there's actually a museum section that has all this really amazing stuff and signed old, old choral records that are autographed, um, you know, all sorts of cool stuff. And so I happened to go in there back in 2013. And when I walked in there, I mean, it's a small town off the highway. I mean, there was one person in there and it was the person working in this little back side room that was volunteering. Oh, I mean, wow. it was dead <laughs> empty. And Jeez. so I'm like, hello, you know, like it's super weird. <laughs> and just like, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble because there's priceless artifacts over in that room. And, <laughs> um, and this lady just came out and she's like, yeah, just walk around, do whatever you want. Like, you know, we'll, we'll be here if you got any questions. Thanks. And I remember I just walked around the room and as soon as I got into the ballroom, I, I, it was one of those things where I guess I, I tend to look at, I'm sure you guys might do the same, but I don't know. When I walk into a place like that, the first thing that, that hits my mind is like, oh, we have to record in here. I have to create in here. I have to do something in yeah. here. Whatever this room yeah. is and whatever vibe this is, this has to be a part of my creation, you know? Like, um, and so that was 2013, and, and that's been a bucket list item to go there and record. And I never thought it would happen because you know, with budget limitations, it's like, it costs a lot of money to bring a bunch of people and a recording set up and everything else out there to do this stuff and do it correct. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I never, just never thought it would happen. And with this record, it was one of those things where it's like, what if we, what if we did that? What if we went to the <laughs> surf ballroom? You think we could make, I mean, it's crazy. Just, we're going to yeah, drive, go we're going to one, we're going to have to go in there and ask for, for permission. Two, it's going to be 11 hours round trip. Three, we're going to have to fly Nate in, yeah. drive him all the way up there, spend a couple days there, get a hotel. We're going to have to haul all this recording equipment up there. And, you know, there's a part of you on, that asks, well, I guess I don't ask this, but there would be other people I think that would ask this. <laughs> well, you, why, why though? Why do you need to do that? You want big drums? Cool. There's a billion plugins that you could put in on the recording to give right, you big drums. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're not those drums and they're not in that room. I want the air in that room breathing into this record. Yeah. And there's no plug-in that can, that can do that for me. And it's just being surrounded in, with that, that vibe. Those, whatever that room has, it influences you creatively. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, it really does. I think it's sometimes hard to explain it too to people who maybe aren't musicians or artists or creatives in, in a certain way. It is, it's almost like some kind of unspoken, yeah. unwritten kind of just aura about a space that just inspires you. And just like you said, just breeze Dude, into whatever project you're working 100%, on. 100%. And, it, and it's on every level. It's like you, it's like, you know, you pick up a guitar the first time and you know it's the right guitar right there's a billion other guitars that you could play and you've played a, you've you've played a bunch of them and you're you've gone to a music store and you've picked off everyone on 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 the rack but there's something about this one that makes you want like all of a sudden you feel creative like i want to write i want to do stuff and it's like that same experience translates to your drums to the room you're performing in everything it all feeds into it so I could go on for another four hours on that, but that's how we ended up at the surf ballroom. Incredible experience. And then the rest of it, um, we ended up down in uh, Tennessee with Nate. 
um, at this really cool, like old church studio, basically in the worst town on the planet. Um, <laughs> but we spent 10 days there and did uh, drums and so Aaron Aaron did Aaron did a day and a half oh, of drums uh absolutely just murdered it and then drove Jeez. like 16 hours home and started teaching his first college class a new Whoa, job he had the next day wow what and uh, that was wild. there was bags of ice everywhere and coffee and was... ibuprofen and Aaron was just like but i mean he just came in and crushed these tracks and then and then bailed and then it was 10 days of like, okay, like we've got, I hope it's, we've got guitars and it's like, you know, at that studio, there's just, it was guitar land. I mean, there's just, it was totally my world, man. It's like, we're, uh, in the past, it's always like, okay, pick an amp for your dirty tone, pick an amp for your clean tone and right. let's rock and roll. Gotcha. And most of it is because of time. Yeah. You know, it's just like, we just got to do this. Like, right. And this is the first time where we spent 10 days with all the amps and all the pedals and all the guitars, really breaking it down section by section. And ultimately, when it came time to do vocals, we started doing that at Aaron's house in Kansas City in that room that you see there. And we kind of had the same approach where it's just like, we're going to take this section by section what first of all what do you have for melodies and lyrics go for it you know what i mean and i would sing something and i would try something and for what i was aiming at it's like uh damn it i'm not gonna be able to just like nail this one out like this is gonna oh crap you know and aaron <laughs> earlier totally undersold himself when he said he's meticulous he's the most meticulous <laughs> and you know and there and as you need some of that though you you need it no i i absolutely agree you need it and it was all of those things uh like i was never meticulous when it came down to vocals and this was the first time that i feel like i was really challenged to do that and you know and and i mean aaron would i'd i'd get through a line and i thought it was okay you know yeah and then uh aaron would say all right, let's listen back to that. I'd listen back. Okay. And he'd go, okay, did you hear? And we're talking about a, a full phrase, right? Okay. So <laughs> did you hear that one word in there? That one, the way, the way, the way you said, um, you know, love, let's just say the way you said that, did you hear the character you were in when you said that? <laughs> and I would go, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes aaron yes i know it and i knew what he meant i knew what he meant mm -hmm. it wasn't like a i don't know what you're talking about go home okay. you're drunk it wasn't that <laughs> it was i i knew what he meant but he's like i need you to be in that character for the whole line and as a person trying to process that as a vocalist i'm going okay i want to play ball here but i also just want to get in my car and leave <laughs> and so i would try because i'm an i'm an adult i can do this so i'm trying to I, I'm, I'm throwing out my ego and i'm going okay how can i move my mouth differently to be in this character and so i'm going and i'm like trying to figure out different ways to sing it i'm using different 
like breath from my chest, my stomach, I'm using, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything to try and figure out how do I need to sing this one stupid line yeah so we can get to the next line which is then going to ultimately bury me and i'm gonna not do the record and it's gonna be over <laughs> and aaron's there like no we're gonna finish this record yeah no this repeated for months yeah. i mean wow. this, this this went on this went on and on yeah. and and it wasn't again it wasn't a, a bad thing because there is a standard when you when you decide you're going to make a record like this and you decide you're going to go all in and you decide that it's going to be the best thing you've ever done, then anything less than that doesn't qualify. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to break down your own stupid ego and say, well, what's it going to take? Like, what do I need? And for me, I just needed to become a better vocalist. And I took, um, a, uh, I, I went and did some vocal coaching. I started warming up, before ever i don't ever i'd never i've never warmed up in my entire life for anything yeah, guilty and if you go back and listen to past vocal performances it shows to me they're terrible vocal performances the i can get away with the screaming stuff i can do that all day long that's that's not an issue but singing a song and singing it live and having energy and and nine t times out of ten you've got no monitors and it's not ideal at all. Right. Because that's every show that bands like us play. Right. You guys yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. We don't get the liberty of having awesome sound guys and everything being perfect. <laughs> right. And so I plan for nine out of 10 shows. I just have to, I've got to be prepared to not be able to hear myself. Right. That's what's going to happen. So how do I do that? And plan for the worst that's why you have a plan b with this pedal board thing but <laughs> back to the board but anyway we're gonna find a way to make it come full circle it's always gonna come back <laughs> to the board it's gonna come back to the board but no uh i uh, we eventually got to a point where it, it just you just had to put in the work and i think it was months months of that um and you know recalculating melodies and how i'm going to approach certain songs and um to ultimately get it done and i mean it didn't stop there you know when it came to mixing when it came to extra production every single thing down to the last moment before this album hit the internet or whatever on october 16th was a freaking grind yeah i mean every detail i, I swear to god this thing was cursed and I, that's what we, we kept saying this album's <laughs> cursed you know and um I don't know. I, I so I get that was a super long answer, and we kind of went in a million different pockets. But no, oh, it's good. It's, it's good. good because I I think uh, there's an inherent angst in rock and roll, right? I mean, I I know people now have commandeered it for all sorts of purposes, and you know, there's some of the some of the most um, you know uh, pop kind of demographic targeted type things, you know, have been because we take rock and roll and and make it into something super marketable. But I think. It, the spirit of rock and roll, um, the spirit of of hardcore, which I think still really lives in in your music, um, comes from a place of angst and a place mm -hmm. of deep conviction, and sometimes even suffering. Um, and to hear that you suffered to uh, to make this album for 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 yourselves, but also for um, for the people listening to it, uh, I think there's an authenticity that comes with that. Um, 
because it's it's just inherent in this type of music that we've all chosen to play um you know genre differences aside um i think that's that's the one thing that really kind of ties all these different subgenres of of rock and hardcore and post-hardcore and punk and all these things together is that this coming from a place of deep conviction and angst and and to know that you had to suffer for it to to get this record um to sound the way that it does i think that just gives it even more uh, authenticity and also i think um a sense of like timelessness because when somebody goes back in in 10 years or 15 years and listens to this album they're not going to hear a band that was trying to capture you know what's hot right now how can we um appeal to what people are into right now they're going to hear um a band that uh was trying to make something timeless in a timeless space um and right. using you know real instruments the timeless instruments the drums and the guitars and um and and you know uh the vocal versatility uh going between screams and falsettos and everything in between on this album i, I think people really appreciate that so i know i i enjoy hearing the the backstory of that for sure yeah. um what? If, if this was an eight-hour podcast, I could tell you so much more. But <laughs> well, I mean, hey, we gotta. I don't think we're gonna come up with enough guests for the next couple seasons. We'll just do it, like I said, part two. Chances are, we're part not gonna two. be able to play play shows for a while. So you know, we might as well just keep telling these stories. Right. That's true. Right. That's true. No, it's 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 awesome. Um, um, you know, I think. I don't know. I just keep telling Aaron all the time. And I just, I can't believe it's done. Cause I remember again, like he said, I remember laying. I was going to say, how's it feel now? Like, well, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't know. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's out there. And right. I mean, the thing is, is like, be uh, so much of it for me. I can't speak for Aaron, but I, none of this is for anybody else. Like when I'm laying on the floor back there in his place and, I, and I'm th and I'm saying this is never going to get done. Um, the drive to get it done is not so people can hear it. I know that might sound weird, but it, it that, that's not it. This record isn't for you or anybody else. This is record isn't for Jason at face down. Um, I need to be able to hear this for myself and love it and remember it and and be super proud of it and you know i just think that like uh man i i i don't know it's to to be able to to know that it's out now it's cool to see people excited about it um you know and at the same time i just i i know that it's like okay what's next yeah you know like i can turn it on i can listen to it and i'm like oh hell yeah like I listen to this record and I don't, I don't hear, I'm definitely not too cool to listen to my own music. I've, I've listened to this record a billion times <laughs> and every time I hear it, I'm just like, there are no, sh I don't hear any shortcuts. There are no shortcuts, you know, and it, it, it shows and I'm super stoked on that. And now it's like, okay, let's take some time. And then now what's next? It's like, I know we're, we're, we've talked about doing like, you know, live streaming things. I'm sure you guys have too, where it's yeah. like, well, what do we do yeah. with no shows? And not that we yeah. were a touring band anyways. Like <laughs> we certainly had intentions of doing this um, where we actually did want to play, like really start to pick up and play shows and, and, and do things. Um, 
and this whole thing has just kind of sucked the air out of that yeah but when i think of you know doing like live streams and things like that i think it's all cool i think it's all fun and at the same time i'm just kind of like can we just skip all that and just start writing another record like because that's the stuff that i love yeah you know i mean i don't know performing these songs on a live stream i'm sure it would be fun but i'd I'd rather perform them with people yeah in front of me and you know i don't know maybe that sounds a a bit no not at all not at all man i had the same conversation very recently where people were asking us about it and why haven't we done it yet and everything and and maybe it is something that we do need to do especially releasing the album and then um having no you know no release tour no you know all the festivals canceled and everything like that but there's something about the give and take uh the energy in a room um you know the people feeding off of this thing that you just spent all of this time um you know making it for like you said for you and now realizing that other people are about to step into that for the very first time because they weren't part of that whole process you know like you said you laying on the floor somebody else wasn't suffering there with you but now they're sort of commandeering your creation uh to be a part of and a vehicle for you know their lives and emotions and everything and the live stream i while i think it's it's awesome that bands have done that um and it's certainly better than than nothing um it just doesn't capture that that same emotion yeah and 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 the same like reciprocity the the give and take of of multiple people kind of being in like the same if we place. were doing a live stream and his pedal board blew up and we were just like on this screen yeah just then you just standing there but like as opposed like as funny as it is like i think honestly what came of that that last like 30 seconds where people were seeing it what uh what song was it we ended with it 10 towers like, people just finished the, yeah singing the they song just, we just stopped playing and people just sang the rest of it for us like yeah. that kind of stuff doesn't happen on a live stream that's a good know? point like and as disastrous as that <laughs> that 30 minutes was it, that felt like 90 minutes like that that moment with people yelling these that many whom we had never met before never seen before yelling these lyrics back to us like would have never happened yeah. like that's i mean maybe they were maybe they would be in their living room i don't know but like <laughs> we're not experiencing only that. the crazy maybe, ones yeah the crazy no, most ones. people would just be changing the channel until the technical difficulties get you'd either you'd out. either see the the, the view count dropping drastically <laughs> yeah or all right, Monday Night Football's on. Like, uh, what are they going to do with right, this? Right, yeah. Oh, tune into the train wreck. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll kind of... We'd end up all over TikTok or something right. like that in the next days. So. Kind of along those lines of you saying that, you know, that it was just a really personal experience for you guys and that you, you made it, you know, for yourselves. Um, but then, obviously, there's this this thing of, like, going out there and, and being um, listened to and appreciated by others is sort of like the final a part of that um i read an interview recently with you shame where um you know it's kind of a predictable question that a lot of times comes up with uh you know songwriting and stuff like that um about you know what are these songs about and stuff and what and what you um what you said was that you kind of prefer to have um people interpret them as they will and they because they sometimes will have different meanings for different people and all of Mm -hmm. that stuff um which I also have heard that same answer um, 
from uh from jimmy Eat world before and i know that you're a fan of them so i don't know if there's any oh, correlation there yeah. but yeah um but so, uh, the, there's the first i think the first so freddie mercury said that when people were asking him about what his songs were about and that's what he was he was saying at the time was leaving it up to the imagination okay um because i i feel like you know for it is a perfect example my sister actually just called me a few weeks ago and she was listening to the album and she was just like i i really uh i really like this particular song what is it about i have i have to ask you and i said well what do you think it's about and she goes <laughs> well and so she gives me this big explanation which is like a million miles away from what the song is actually about you know what i mean yeah but what i explained to her is that you know i said i'm not going to give you the answer i feel like by telling people i feel like i'm stealing something away from them I'm taking that away from them because I don't need to give them anything. So then they have a jumping off point. Yeah. I, we don't need that. So you listen to the song, interpret it. And however it hits you at that time, whatever you make of it, I mean, that's, that's you. That's, that's apparently what you needed to hear, what you wanted at that exact time or exactly what you didn't want. And right. it's like, <laughs> and that's, and that's totally fine. And, I just uh, I don't want to rob I don't want to rob the listener of those things because truth be told you know when I started writing insert whatever song I probably had an, a jumping off point I probably had an idea of what that song is going to be about and by the time I get done with it it's not even close to Something what I completely different it's completely yeah. different because right. I found some other way and some other turn and then what ends up happening is when the record's out and it's done i hear it and then something else clicks where i'm like oh damn that song could be that too like right. that's i like that ties <laughs> or, together you know? or maybe it even was because subconsciously when these ideas are coming out you don't yeah. you don't get to choose what part of the of your brain they're coming from which is really cool we kind of yeah. took the exact opposite approach with our last album we went and did a song by song podcast where we talked about each one of them for like 10 to 15 minutes and so i was yeah. really really intrigued but when i read that because it was so far removed from what we had done and just kind of understanding the merits of both approaches. I was really interested in that. Yeah. But you said yeah. that Aaron was kind of going line by line with you through that. So, so was there an understanding between the two of you, like Aaron, were you asking Shane, like, okay, where, where are we at with this? Or were you more kind of stepping back like a coach, like from a coach perspective or something? You know, I'll give it to definitely him. from yeah. a coach, you know, <laughs> definitely from a coach perspective. But, you know, at the same time, Shane left portions of things allowed for me to be an interpreter of what our songs are about as well. So that was the luxury that I got because, yeah, I feel like for the most part, I knew the root of where the songs were coming from. But as they morphed into something else, you know, we were talking about timeless records. Yeah. It has give, given me a sense of like, I'm a part of a timeless record because even from the point where we were working on them in my studio here to the point of listening to them now, I'm already starting to get different meanings out of it. And I'm starting to remove myself from whatever meanings were back then. Okay. So it's, it's really, really interesting that like I can look back and think of the roots, but then know how far that they have come and how I can actually just remove myself from that. That's really cool. 
So yeah. what so you, what you're saying is you, you guys didn't have any like deep heart to heart dialogues on uh, this is the oh, message I want to convey. Sure. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we we had some we had, yeah. we had plenty of heart to hearts. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, I mean for sure. And and there was definitely, you know, there was probably I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I mean there was probably a few moments where Aaron would would say you know, like I I don't I I don't get what you're aiming at here. Right. Like, you know, and 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 I and I don't I don't know if it, I, but the the thing is is that we were I think Aaron and I were on such like uh like we were we were in perfect harmony with each other the entire time because anytime I would have that feeling already in the back of my head, like, Oh, I think this line is bullshit, but, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Right. And it's like an Aaron would be hey, like, listen, man, Hey man, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> so that line right there, by the I'd way, like, no, you know, like <laughs> he caught know, me. He caught me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that there were those moments where you're just, it's, did good. you hear the character you had in that yeah. line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it was, it was, like I said, like all that stuff was good because, you know, I think it's good to challenge yourself to, to go back and rethink something. I don't think you have to get crazy and rethink every single song and every single line and whatever. Right. But for instance, that song choke that's on our record, mm -hmm. the chorus I had initially is, was the demo chorus was completely different. Um, the vocals were different. The intensity was different. Um, and it's because when I hear, you know, when I hear a big part, I feel like the vocals need to be big. Yes. Because I, I have I to match that. that. I, I have that. to match that <laughs> yeah. intensity. Yep. And dude, I'm with you. I mean, I can hear that in your music too, where I think we both, I think we, you feel this need to just want to be like, oh, I don't know. you know, <laughs> like you just want to go for it. Yeah. Um, and just have it just be like arena rock at its finest, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. But uh, not that I'm ever thinking that, like, God, I want this song to be arena rock. Um, <laughs> but you certainly Let's make it an arena rock. Certainly, want to match the intensity and match the moment. And I, I had to back myself off from that because I'm like, that doesn't mean that it's right. Because I, because I feel that way, that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that it's the best thing for that chorus or the best way to get across what I'm trying to say. And so yeah. I, I completely deleted, you know, like go into the demo session, delete chorus, never want to hear it again. Oh, wow. It was probably a good idea. Done. Dang. Let's start from scratch. Totally new melody, new lyrics. What can we do? And this time, rather than trying to sing with crazy intensity, let me rethink this vocal part, try and come up with something more melodic and honest sound not honest sounding but a little more chill like a little more like if i'm mad at you and i'm I'm pissed at you rather than being like i hate you and you suck looking at you and saying i hate you and you suck oh yeah yeah it almost hurts more yeah it yeah does. because i know it's more brooding <laughs> it's more and so and not that that song's about hating somebody but uh <laughs> I mean, it, it is a little bit, I guess, but um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Reel so me in, Aaron Crawford. Reel me in. Yeah. Um, no, no, keep on going, man. You're doing good. 
You'll see this in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but it, again, it's like it's rethinking it with that approach. Because, okay, what am I scared that it's not going to sound big enough in this chorus? Well, we can layer harmonies and we can layer background vocals. And there's other ways to make things big other than just yelling and being yeah. loud. So how do I lean into that a little bit more? And it's that thought process that ultimately led to something cooler and better and heavier and carried more weight and, and carried the thing I was trying to say better. And I'm glad that I went back and did that. And before past records, I would never do that. It's just that's not on the table. If I find a chorus that I like and I'm happy with it and I'm happy with the lyrics, there's no way I'm rethinking that because I've hated writing every lyric up to that point and I just want to be done. Right, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no way I'm going to go back and be like, oh, God, I can't wait to rewrite this whole right, chorus. Right, right, yeah. You know? Definitely my least favorite part of the process as well. Oh, but, uh, but very rewarding once you come out the other side, for sure. Very rewarding. The most important part of the process is... It is lyrics what yeah. you have to say melody you yeah. know if if you have a garbage drummer or the melody sucks like who wants to really who who wants to connect to yeah that? so that's a good point um so it's uh, you know i knew how it's a good point you do have a garbage drummer evan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey well much like shane he was the only guy who answered my message so i had I didn't have there a whole lot is. of choices <laughs> there it is there it is oh man well you got the garbage of the garbage best in kansas city right here yeah <laughs> all right well as we as we're kind of coming to a close here um everybody in the world right now and we've talked about it a little bit but all of us are missing live music very much and and touring or or whatever it happens to be. So um, we have been asking uh, some of our guests and uh, would like to extend the same question to you, but do you have a crazy or funny or tragic uh, tour story or story from the road that you would like to share with us to kind of remind us all of what is waiting for us when, once we come out the other side of this pandemic? <laughs> Oh, Shane, you're going first, man. Okay, we were playing at Chain Reaction, and the opening band had this massive pedal board. Uh, and I knew oh, it. Oh, man. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So, I, I, okay. So, I guess real quick. Um, oh, real quick. Here we go. I'll, I'll keep it quick. I promise. Time me. Uh, <laughs> we were at a event. So, this was back in the hands days. I don't really have uh, slow motion. Has, we haven't really played like a ton of shows. So nothing really crazy has happened. It's just been like, we're, we're so dad. Just, when it, yeah. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, dude, if it's coming, we'll be ready for it. And I'll hand, I mean, it, I'm, I'm good. Like I said, I go into every show thinking like, this is going to be a complete disaster. Well, let's just have fun and let's rock and roll. Oh, there you go. Because you need to start doing that. If I go into it with that attitude, I have a great show yeah. and nothing can, nothing can get me down. Nothing. But if I go in and put all this weight on my shoulders, like, okay, the tracks have to be perfect. I have to hear myself. Let's mess with the monitor guy who doesn't care about my band for the next six <laughs> minutes. Let's, you know, yeah. if I do that, I'm going to have a, a nightmare show. Right. Um, but anyways, that's some good advice. <laughs> so uh, Hands was in Waco, Texas at this really badass venue called Art Ambush. We were there with In the Midst of Lions, rest in peace. Um, another face down band and anyways uh we were in the middle of this song it's called of the flesh and uh very biblical jam um <laughs> and there's this huge like forever build up to 
what leads to just a big pause. And then of course you smash people in the face with the breakdown. Right. right? So we're building and building. And it's one of the craziest shows we've ever played. There was a ton of people there. People were going off the wall. Like, and that never happened for hands, by the way, (laughs) 99.5% of shows was like five people standing there just like doing this. And then once like any other band, literally insert any other metal brand that paid, played breakdowns, <laughs> then the room would fill back up and people Man, would Man, I find that hard to believe that the, the legend people, that is around hands now. <laughs> people gave no Fs about hands until hands was dead and in the ground. <laughs> Don't know what you got then, those gone, man. Then all of a sudden... People are just like, dude, give me rest, man. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, classic, you know? Anyways, sorry. I, now I'm breaking people's balls. That's not true. We had, we had a lot of really good, friendly uh, fans, and we're and I'm grateful for that. Um, especially in Waco? In Waco, especially yeah. that night. Off the chain. <laughs> and so it's dun, 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 this huge buildup. The lights are flashing. And Josh, our drummer, it comes to a stop the big buildup there's a four count and then you smash people with the breakdown right so it gets to the stop and i hear josh in the background he yells and he goes ah before he's gonna smash the breakdown right (laughs) it's this release of energy totally like uh what's that braveheart style right yeah 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 Yeah. do 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 so i hear the ah and i see the lights like flood out the room and i'm like here it comes john 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 and it's just guitars and bass and there's no drums. What? <laughs> I was floored. And I look back at the drum kit and there's no drummer. Like Josh is gone. Um, and that's when I realized. So the stage was like six feet high and his drum throne tipped off the back no. of it and fell off the stage. But here's the best part is the drummer's gone and we're just going jun 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 looking right, at each right, other right right and all of a sudden you hear the kick you drum going all of a sudden you hear the kick drum go and then i see a hand reach over the snare drum and he's he stood up and reached above the stage and started hitting the kick pedal with his hand and he's climbing on the stage while trying to play the drums. Oh, it was man. the funniest thing I've ever experienced in my life. That's incredible. Did you guys get back into it? He just climbed I, up I and mean, then I, eventually... I guess. Like, I, it was like the weakest thing ever because like the crowd's looking at us. And like well, said, five like, people, right? We're like, climb. Oh, oh yeah, man. About right. It was absolutely hilarious. That's though. awesome. That's I mean, incredible. Yeah, that two seconds for were, were you not sure where he is though? You're thinking like this is a bathroom Dude, it, break. It, it, was, it, it felt like like thirty seconds though. So did did, did he say later the that the? And I'm like, oh no, he isn't. Then the hand. Pop! Well, I mean, you guys were called hands, so there it is. There it is. So was this was the yell from him like the like the the movie plummeting off the stage? Here's what he used to do when he used to do the yell, which was like an every night thing. Okay, he would throw his sticks up and go, "Ah!" but his throne was on the edge of the stage. Right. So the momentum. When he went, "Ah!" the throne tipped backwards. (laughs) <laughs> and there he went so goodbye josh wow wow yeah. i mean i mean at least you know he didn't 
stop playing so yeah he tr- i mean he tried he tried true. to get back in it no so i mean I don't, a for effort i don't know if you guys knew this um i'm just putting this out there because i i don't know how educated you are with aaron crawford aaron <laughs> crawford is a face down records veteran okay <laughs> formerly of flee the scene knew that yeah one of the first bands yep. ever to bring kind of a different flavor to face downtown so just throwing that out there. So there so you Aaron, go. If you got pave, any crazy, pave the way for oh, for those right. of us who are yeah. not, uh, yes, who are not metal <laughs> tried to murder, and tried, are still trying to kill the down. record label. If there's any, yeah, any yeah, stories. yeah, totally, <laughs> totally have stories like that. How my animal, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. It's it's fine. We're, we're, we're know, still here. Just throw in the middle of our record and <laughs> years of things happening. So. Yeah, but you know, it's like building on that story. It, it, you know, I have a flee the scene story about something similar that you know that happened to uh, you know Josh of you know Shane's band Hands, and it, except it was like as we were getting going, it was right before we were uh, you know talking to Face Down, and we had just changed our name from to Flee the Scene, and we were playing this venue in Kansas City called the Stray Cat, and no one really remembers this place because now the Sprint Center like is plopped on top of it which sounds is huge. sounds super dicey by the yeah. way yeah, yeah so super dicey so <laughs> the guy that was doing sound i had to go get because he was putting on his his like you know those like potato bags he had a potato bag toga what um and he was upstairs in the top room and i walk up and i'm like justin and he's like what i'm like I graduated with your brother and it was like that weird moment where I'm like, I, I know this weird guy too. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no. He's not just yeah, a weird okay. guy, he's I'm a weird like, guy you kinda and, know. <laughs> and I and I know him. And I'm like, uh, like are like are you doing sound? And he's like, Oh yeah, I I can do that. And he comes downstairs, I'm like, Okay, so I'm like, you know, we're getting set up and setting my drums up on this rickety ass stage that's you know about the height of your guys's desks that you're probably sitting at right now and like i'm noticing it's just like real sketchy and so at the time you know you know this is like 2004 so i'm still rocking like the gibraltar drum cage that i'm sitting down because i'm poor and i can't afford anything else and put my tama rockstar kit up there mm-hmm. and like get it all situated and we, we we break into like wiretap out which was you know our first face down single and we break into it and you know it's in it's in seven eight and like it's it's you miss a beat and like it's you know you're off yeah. so we're rocking and like it sounds whatever because it's a big ass falling apart building and like straight you know i'm going into that that second core like second chorus where like i know i have to stay into it and then suddenly i look over and I'm seeing the pulls to my my drum rack start to go backwards. And it's coming towards me, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm a big dude, but I I can't really control this. So I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty much playing coma before I knew how to play that song. Yeah. So like, you know, I'm doing this to the the actual drum cage, and and the next thing I know, it just goes and pins me, and I go down, and I'm no. still doing this. The band looks back at me, oh, no. and they're like. And they just stop. I'm like, don't stop. Don't stop. And like, and finally, like the snare collapses on me and I just melt down the back of the stage and the whole, like the cymbals that were up here on the, the actual drum cage were down on me, pushing me and I'm still trying to play. So, um, your cage is becoming a literal cage at this point. Yes. 
Has that ever happened? I sold that cage directly after that, by the way. Has a drummer ever been completely steamrolled by their own drum set? (laughs) Yes. It's the only time in the history of me playing ever that I had to stop. I had to stop because I was being literally crushed (laughs) by my cage. And I was trapped because the actual back bars flew this way. So it just went. And it was like. Oh, man. I'm just picturing that moment. They need to bring like the jaws of life to uh, to get you out of there. So all the shit that my band talked on my drum cage, that was the last of it. Yeah, that show. right. I mean, it but sounds like all that talk was completely warranted. Considering I was yeah. gonna say, cage. was did it not justify? Like, someday all you're gonna comments? get caught by that cage. The, the cage I was gonna wait, eat you alive. I was cage waiting for the alive. moment where the weird potato sack toga guy actually be, becomes the it's one who something. saves you. Comes and rips the cage. That would have been. It was the other bands that were just trying to pull it up, like Jaws of Life shit going on. Dude. Jesse, oh, I think you need, to, you need to rack up, buddy. Yeah. I think, you need to, I... I think you need to rack up and see what happens. I played with a rack once, and it was not a great experience. I, I, I might be a little bit your senior, and that used to be the thing to see how much crap, you know, it's like lay the kick drum down. Four people bring the rack in. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're bringing in like a medieval torture device or something like that. Like it's. I mean, what could go wrong? Yeah. Pedal board, big ass drum rack. Yeah. (laughs) Might as well, you know. I'll just add a an electronic (laughs) kit to it too. Just add some pads and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Run some effects on those. All of your all of your pads can trigger what's going on on Evan's pedal board. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there's a tour prank just have rig like electronic pads off to the side that control his pedals you have can, like one of you, you guys off to the triggers side into just, it yeah just, and you could actually put the physical triggers midi trigger into his board and just have it switch to like cat sounds yeah so. don't do that please i will shane thought he Jesse, saw me it, mad at uh, face down oh, fest <laughs> All right, Aaron, Shane, you guys are gonna message me on Facebook after this, yeah. and we're gonna work. We're gonna work something out next time uh, we play together. Consider it done. <laughs> consider it done. <laughs> I'm gonna... up there with like MIDI cables. I'm like, don't worry about it, man. I don't. Yeah, they're your backup cables. Yeah, yeah. Hey, at uh, this point, I'm not entirely confident that live music will ever return. Um, so. <laughs> Not to be not to be a pessimist there, but that prank will probably have to wait for a little bit. So, though I guess that means you have a lot of time we to get it together. Won't forget. That's fine. Hey, the other memory It'll... that our bands share together though is when we were playing. Do you remember when the entire Audio Feed Festival almost blew away? Yes, yes, yeah. that was crazy. Oh, yes. We were getting ready to play. This is why. This is why I don't do. Te- First time I met you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, hey, you guys, ready to load your stuff up? It's like. There's a monsoon yeah, happening. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, for anybody that was not there, that was Audio Feed 2019, right? 2019. And there, there were tents that were blow, just blowing away. Just blowing away. There was a tent with a person inside of it. 
that was blowing away. <laughs> the person yeah, was in there trying to keep it down, and it was just blow. You could see like their you could see their silhouette like pinned against the fabric of the tent as it's as it's trying to roll away. Joe, Joe, Joe from Co- Comrades dug a moat around our uh, our merch table. Yeah, so yeah. our merch table ended up on this island. Yeah, <laughs> while giving heard. a treatise on uh, civil engineering, it's, it's digging on it. If you looked at the more. weather radar that day, it actually just looked like a big drum rack taking over everything <laughs> ready to fall on gonna... <laughs> dude yeah. though the, the, i'm telling you though i remember when so the my epic guys were were busting me up and they still have like they still brought it up i think at the last face down fest about our merch situation because yeah. oh, i was hanging merch on the side of his car yeah <laughs> and i remember a couple different people saying like Hey, there, there's an extra table. Why don't Why don't you guys just? And then the my epic guys were like, "I don't get you guys. Why don't you? This is like your one opportunity to like make some money or whatever." And I go, "Oh, you you mean you mean over there in, <laughs> in Lake just... Audio Feed with the Lake other Audio. bands that are yeah. up to their knees in water? Right. You mean over there? What was it you named it, Evan? You put a you drew a sign and posted it in front of a. What, what it was in front of there was a there was a pole yeah arson island arson island there was a pole and you had to go through you had to go on this like little land yep. bridge to get to our merch and people were like standing there looking at our merch from 25 feet away like how do i get over there so i had to draw a little i remember this telling the way. Jason face down i said one not a shot in hell i'm setting up merch over there because <laughs> i'm 34 or 33 years old and i just not happening i've i've di- i've done my time i'm not doing that <laughs> i'm not pole vaulting that moat <laughs> and then i told i told i i also said you know because it was just like well you know you guys could have made some money in merch if you if you actually like set up at the tables and i go oh you mean we would have sold 50 dollars in merch and that would have been worth all of that i'll just put 50 dollars of my own money into the band account Instead and, of having to buy a new pair of shoes, which you would and have avoid had to do all of that, yeah. right? And, yeah. But dude, that was a wild experience because I cannot believe that bands actually played. Now you guys didn't play on the same day, though, did you? We played the night before, so we were able to devote all of our attention to uh, making sure that our merch display did not float away and end up like in the in like Michigan or something three hours north. Yeah. But, Dude, that show too is like, Good speaking time. of crazy technical problems and people that are in way over their head, um, uh, Michael, our bass player, yeah, decided he wasn't going to play with an amp anymore. And he's just going to bring this basic setup that's going to simplify the whole thing. Right, right, right. It's always fun. And I'm telling in, in the pit of my stomach, I'm like, that is never going to work. <laughs> and even if it does work at every practice, my experience says that show it's never going to work. Not going to work, right? <laughs> and you know, and he's laughing at us the whole time because he doesn't have to put an amp in the trailer. And right, oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> look at my backpack or whatever, right? Yeah. And I remember, you know, trying to put again, put put my wants aside and say, okay, Michael, <laughs> you do your thing, and I I'll stand by it. Right. We get on stage. We're all ready to go. Minute after minute after minute already being delayed by hurricane illinois <laughs> and guess they're sitting they're sitting over there scrambling pulling cables and nothing's working and this right. and that and this and that and he ended up having to play the whole show with his bass di'd into the pa oh man take a fender jazz you drop tuned to b 
where it oh, shouldn't man. be and run <laughs> it run it di through a massive pa and tell me how that looks probably sounds the same as somebody having oh, flatulence into the into the pa but you guys did sound incredible that night and i didn't even notice so to me it's the equivalent of setting up that merch booth in the lake <laughs> <laughs> well there you go you didn't even realize it but we got a bonus tour story out of you guys to to wrap there it up, up here there it is so. yeah you're welcome all right well thank you guys again so much this was a lot of fun and uh we will we will you're looking forward to when we actually get to see you guys in person again. Um, you know, if the world ever figures out how to turn a corner and, and get yeah, in the right direction again. So we'll meet you guys at the Skanky Cat in Kansas City. <laughs> it is stray cats. It no longer exists. I like, I like Skanky Cat. I'm still buried in the building. I'll bring the potato right sack now. togas. So <laughs> I'll bring the I'll bring the drum rack. <laughs> Oh. That'll be a Gibraltar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Amen. Thank you for having us, guys. We appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you for listening to the American Arson Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a positive comment or review. Connect with us online through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, and check out AmericanArson.com for music, merch, and upcoming tour dates. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay inspired, stay positive, and keep creating. All right, we're back. Now we're back. Are we back? We're back. Part two. I can't believe I forgot this earlier. But I have to ask. So I was listening to your guys' record, mm -hmm. all right, when it came out. All right. Badass rock record, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm jamming it. I'm sitting here. I've got, I've got it on like full blast in my little studio room here. Yep. And literally out of nowhere, I hear everything in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally, I just got so excited. Finally, finally, and it's <laughs> finally someone stopped me dead in my tracks because I was just like, "There's another Easter egg right before that in that song too." Yeah, did I miss it? A little drum fill, if uh, that and riff that were an intentional nod to a band that recently. Called yeah, uh, there's a little like torches together nod uh me without you oh, the, oh, wow. um the, with the 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 drums we only had like one measure so it's that dun 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 oh. dun, dun, dun dun yeah yeah but, dude yeah yeah nice but yeah that so was I'm, I'm listening i'm listening <laughs> that was and intentional I mean, it hit I, again i'm like i'm working i'm just kind of jamming the record it hits me like a ton of bricks and i'm just <laughs> and i i i felt like i don't know i i was just like did what just happened? So I, I paused it and I went back and I played again and then everything in slow motion. I'm just like, how dare they? <laughs> yeah, in a song in a in a part about child exploitation too. So, so yeah. have you ever it? felt personally victimized by Regina George? <laughs> you guys don't even know what I'm talking about. Mean girls, man. I don't know what you're talking hey! about. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was like, one, how dare they? Because they know. I mean, they they know. So I we have knew. to ask you: Was it awkward to sing that into the microphone, knowing that that was <laughs> that, a, that was gonna, gonna someone it? was going to hear it? No, I was super stoked. Did about it cross it. your I mind? Was super stoked You're about the it. First person to call that out. Oh, somebody, somebody waiting. in the Facetown uh, family. Did they really? Um, oh, okay. The Facebook thing. They 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 noticed it. But yeah, at least our faces.
no one's gone. Yeah, there was well, a couple. Yeah. There was a couple that I put that I put in there. Um, on the the last track of King is Alive too. There's uh, there's a line. I mean, not that either of these bands wrote it because it's from scripture, but um, uh, the darkness is not dark to you. Um, Comrades has uh, a, that line in one of their songs and what we do in secret does as well. So um, those are fair game, though. Like yeah. you said, those are scripture <laughs> for today. Wrote those. Right. So it's all good. Yeah. Yes. For today. <laughs> when the Bible was written in, in 2010 by for today, for today, wrote scripture in the. But anyways. No, straight up Latrue boys, some of my favorite people on earth. It was so awesome. awesome to see those guys at Face Down Fest. But back to this, uh, back to the scene <laughs> of the accident, back to the scene of the crime. Yeah, I'm not getting off the hook that easy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it was. I I thought it was hilarious. Oh, cool. And, okay, uh, good. I thought you. Were... I thought it was hilarious, but I also I'm like, I know it. It had to have crossed their mind. I know it crossed his mind. There's no way I could just yell American arson into a microphone and be like, oh, no one will think anything of it. Yeah, but it's a lot harder to pull that out, to pull off American arson. Like, there's some you just can't really get in. Watch there. me whip, Evan. Oh, yeah. Watch All right. Me whip. You just wait. All right. <laughs> I dare you. I that means another I, album, I, right? I'm going to do it in Justin Bieber falsetto, too. The character that you have right here, that's why I want you to say American arson. <laughs> American arson. Oh man! Did you hear that? Did you hear that character you had when you said arson? American arson. There you go. Oh, there it is. There it is. I'll send. I'll send. I'll clip that and send it over to you after this, so you can have that demo ready to go for when it's time to start. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna save that recording right there yep. and clip it into the intro of one of our our next track. Yeah, right absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll send. That. We'll send you your your royalty check in the mail. Seven or eight. I, I just so. I, I can't believe I forgot to bring it up earlier, but it, it's something that is worth mentioning. It's yeah, because we're we're here together. Yes, you know? it was worth yes. it was worth conversing about. I'm very glad that you so, noticed. It, so, so it never crossed your mind a single time, and you were just in the moment singing your song. Oh no, about, it definitely well, crossed again, my what mind. What was the song about? Remind me one more time. <laughs> well, yeah, that that part in particular about uh, child exploitation. Was, so yeah. okay, okay, there it is. Okay. Just, <laughs> Yeah. okay no we actually had that conversation it was like hey do you think they'll think it was it was it was cool that we talked that little nod in and like oh you mean that we put it into that part about child that yeah, so yeah i'm go, sure they'll go think back that's to real that, cool go back to that part about it being a nod when you said that you think it'll be you think they'll appreciate the nod yeah the nod um yeah yeah listen it was man, a nod no one's yeah. nodding around here all right no one's no one's nodding anywhere uh oh man no nodding allowed personally victimized by regina george (laughs) no i'm just kidding (laughs) no it it was it it, i had to i had to to bring it up and bust you guys can we just make this a thing on every future american arson and everything in slow motion release to see who can come up with the more creative way to fit each other's (laughs) names into the into the record or who can who can drop the most face down bands in there some of them fit really jason's got nothing but time and money to burn so let's (laughs) <laughs> maybe on you guys hey, Jason, i think we still have to we, prove our worth before <laughs> i know we both just dropped records this year but we had this great sure. idea on a zoom call the other day what if we both put out another album why don't we start 21? making diss tracks yeah 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 there you go man <laughs> uh, seriously there's nothing like nothing that'll drum up sales more than a little bit of uh intra-label beef so a little yeah. band on band crime yeah yeah yeah. Okay. You guys, you guys are gonna notice we're gonna put out a song. I got bottom. Jesse. Like, Jesse right there. I'm watching Jesse. That one got him. Oh man, yeah. got him. Little I don't know what you're talking about. Little I'm band not... on band crime. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Anyways, well, yes. To end episode two now, <laughs> or part two. Part two, right. Yes. I look forward to a time where we can all share drinks together and hang out yes. and eat good yes, food please. and, and enjoy each other's company. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys make your way through here. That is 100% on the agenda. Yeah. We'll schedule sure. a whole day off after the show just to, just to barbecue. I think you should. Sounds I, we good. Would, we would welcome it. We would welcome you with open arms. With arms wide, wide open. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, man. And on that note, mm. boom. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs>